0: Jim, take us away with your track Hello So my track is Jack Killed Mom By yeah. Jenny Lewis Track Killed Mom I know, I thought that joke Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Yes, so this is Track Killed Mom by Jenny Lewis Now, we are going to be getting into our musical histories Quite a bit For certain episodes of Season 3 But this is a track that I well this is an artist that I found during one of my random iTunes searches when I wasn't when I say I didn't like music that's not true you'll hear all about it later but I, w- I wasn't as into it as obviously I am now but every now and again I would get a, a, a thirst for new music and I would just go through iTunes and just or I would go to uh, HMV and just buy randoms, just look at CDs and just buy them, you know I would just do that or get into music through movies, which was how I used to do it. But anyway, somehow, in my younger de- in my younger teens, mid-teens, uh, I heard the song "Jack Killed Mom" by Jenny Lewis, and I've just always f- fucking loved it. And it's sort of like a dirty rock, bluesy kind of country song. But the reason why it's in Weird Week is because it's all about a child who commits matricide, uh-huh. which is killing of your mother which you know that's not spoilers it's in the title mm. Jack Killed Mom and it's just such a like when if you listen to it and not think about the lyrics it's just quite a cool fucking bluesy as I say bluesy rock song it's great she's got a fantastic voice the musicianship is great there's a spoken word bit towards the end which I really like and I always thought that was Johnny Cash when I was younger mm. it sounds a bit like him I, I don't know who it is and I tried to look up who it was for this but I couldn't I honestly couldn't that was Jack it was Jack let it go it was Jack <laughs> it was Jack well it wasn't no
1: no I, I thought I, I was trying to think about this when I I didn't write this down but I was thinking about it when I was listening to it because I think Weird Week was the only one that I actually listened to more than a few times mm-hmm. Um but I think that that whoever it was actually actually singing I don't know but like in context of the song Jack was that was his voice coming through
0: well potentially no, no, but then it does say Jack killed his mum right, right at the end of it Yeah. Sort of suggests Like it was Someone else Maybe that was his talking dad Talking about it talking, Maybe it was his dad Who knows But that's you know Third person Part of the message It could be him talking Well he's obviously Pretty mental <laughs> uh, He killed his mum But um, yeah So d- the whole song Details um, This young boy Being kind of Abused And Tormented and tortured by his mother and it's sort of because I've listened to the song for a long time I've thought about it a lot it, it, either, it forces you to either sympathise or empathise at least with the protagonist Jack or or not I don't know I mean we don't have to read too much into it but that's why it's in Weird Week because it's just a fucking fantastic tune but it's probably killing your mum which is a bit dark yeah
1: no, I, th- I think that it's if, if you if you take yourself out of the the kind of story of Jack kills mum, the singer that's singing it, or the, the character that she's playing, is it's kind of like a kind of cautionary tale kind of thing. Like mm. she's saying, like, because I, I, when I was listening to it the first time, I was thinking that she was like his sister, yeah. And it's almost just like Jack killed mum, and it's kind of like a it's so sad this didn't need to be this way, he just needed help. Mum was the bad one, and even though he did this it was a product of his upbringing and if he'd been helped this wouldn't have happened and although of course it's sad the mum died she instigated it Mm. the whole habitat versus um, oh what's that what's that again nature versus
0: nature nature
2: versus nature yeah yeah I agree like if I mean the way that Jenny Lewis has written the song it's Jack killed mum you know it's got to be some sort of sister that's yeah I always song. seen it as the sister because you know your neighbour's not going to call her mum mm. and things like that which I think just gives it that extra sort of darkness that this yeah. sort of, this sister older younger we don't know yeah I would maybe think older I would say yeah,
0: older because that, that line her like, pretty face was the first he saw mm. and shit like that it sounds like she's remembering this rather right yeah. than but it. yeah, that but
2: it's it's a dark song. It's a dark subject matter to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have anything else to say on it, Liam? I do. Yes. Go for it. Uh, We're just yeah. waiting on what the song meant at that point. <laughs> we'll go into our other things. Uh, yeah, I
1: enjoyed this. It's very true to your style, Jim. It was uh, very very good. I was I was very enjoying it. it. Gave me all the right feels. I appreciate how it was conceived. This is one I was talking about. I would kind of like to hear what it would sound like a bit more up tempo. I don't want to change the song as it is, mm-hmm. but I would like to hear what the what it would be if you like kind of hit the road, Jack kind of
0: tempo. Okay. I thought that'd be quite mm. interesting. That'd make a completely different thing. Mm. Um, if only we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting, <laughs> yeah. and, and find out how it sounded. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but then it might sound a bit. Although then, I was going to say it might sound a bit more playful, and then that wouldn't have the same impact. But then maybe it would. Mm. Maybe it would have more of an impact if I it, saw was it something
1: cause like that. Because because when I first listened to it, I was just like, oh, I'd like to, like, I'd like this to be a bit more up-tempo, But I was just, like, I don't actually want the song to be a bit more up-tempo because I like the song
2: as it is. Mm. But I'd like to hear what it would sound like. Maybe if you up the tempo and give it this more playful vibe, then the sister character who tells the story would become younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be told from a younger perspective. You could have the same lyrics, but just changing that tempo could change the narrator, yeah. which is quite an interesting thing. That is interesting. No, yeah. right. I'll give
0: you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. What we'll learn the chords and we'll just play it faster. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love
2: the <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and Alistair made the sunshine happy <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> last night in summer I, I was the invisible boy or whatever it's mm. called just in a happy changed all the minor and major chords <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. great fun
1: um, with but yeah not all that we spoken bit and the the only other thing was the chorus is totally white stripes yeah 100%, 100%. yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: white stripes are good ah oh, they're fucking easy. they're surprised they've made no main appearance either well, well now
2: that we can play more shit there. yeah Jack White was in it at some point like when, the, with Beyonce yeah. yeah
0: no but oh no yeah there was a cover of the White Stripes song mm-hmm. that yeah. he's put up. I did a cover and yeah, it was you You put Jack White up yeah. Yeah. for the instrumental no but it was the Jolene yeah I remember, oh, I, remember I played yeah. it with Becky and Becky said this is fucking awful and I really slapped it because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most extraordinary fucking covers I've ever heard yeah, yeah yeah man
2: this is i would question why it was i get why you put in weird week and you've explained it well but if this was in a regular tune about programming it would probably win it for me
1: and yeah. that's what i was saying about it's very true to gym style like it's it kind it of comes out you uh, your the ones that you're like worried
2: about putting up
0: mm.
1: it's, it should, that, that's the kind of thing that i'm just like no but put up this is yeah <laughs> no
2: this isn't i would this would have won a week for me easy mm. Nice. I really enjoyed it and I love this sort of the dark lyrical movements with this sort of not quite as up tempo but more upbeat sort yeah. of musicianship going on in the background. The start of it mm. uh, it sounds like the peanuts music like snoopy and all that that's what really I get from it. it
0: right now but put it on do the do intro is yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds
2: really. That's all I was getting from the start, but I fucking loved it. It's such a cool journey that's going on. Not I mean the song, the actual meat of the song mm-hmm. isn't a cool journey, but the music takes you on this very interesting and cool journey, and I had a great time. Excellent. It's probably out of all the song I know Jenny Lewis as well, and I really like her. But out of all the, I've not listened to this song too much. So out of all the mm. songs that have been put on this week, this would be my favorite.
0: Mm. Cool. Aye. No, she's, she's got, got a, shit. Anyway. Aye, she got a lot of. Well, maybe do an a album recommendation, Ask the Tongue. hmm. Mm-hmm. Give that a wee listen. Although there's one song on it called Black Sand, and the chorus is The Black Sand! The Black Sand! The Black Sand! And I hate it. <laughs> but all the other songs are great.
2: <laughs> well, we'll take that as our last uh, alternative June album recommendation. Oh, there anyway. you go. Well,
0: I'm um, you glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, I, no. no. Well, there's room mm. for there's, You can recommend as many albums as you want. Yeah, I'll do what I want to go, alright. Goulash, I'll, though. <laughs> he's not getting any if he carries on album like this. Don't goulash out. Uh, <laughs> if,
1: you, if, if you don't get me any goulash, you can goulash out the flat.
0: That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving
1: on. What have you got for us then? So I've got, and I, for uh, forgive me if I've got this wrong, I kind of like the smell of my own poop. Yeah, by the toilet cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that the song title? Yeah. So, well, it's
0: weird that you're asking us.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, just double checking because I wrote it down without looking at Spotify, and it's quite a long title. Yeah. Can I smell when I poop? Can I? Do you? Can't smell. That's true. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) Uh, It's
2: the toilet bowl cleaners. Yeah, the toilet cleaners.
1: uh, Okay, toilet bowl cleaners. Uh, If I got the song title
0: specifics, they don't clean the system. No, just the toilet bowl. As a man who cleans toilets, not only toilets, but that's part of my job. I find that offensive. They should clean the whole thing. Anyway, this song. and all of the toilet
1: uh, toilet bowl cleaner songs they all sound very very familiar my next note is not so uh, not so eloquent eloquent yes
0: Mm.
1: eloquent elephant like some songs sound like other songs you can pinpoint some sound familiar and some sound totally new but there's obviously some talent behind that Uh, (laughs) that, that, that's when that's when you'd have the little bracket s-i-c bracket I just I don't know what that means it has got sick yeah I don't know what that
2: means either uh, no, I've got no idea
1: and he's just enjoying taking the piss or taking the shit or taking the shit or, or the puke because uh, and sneezing because that's a lot of the humour that they've got in this uh, all the songs are about puke, piss puke, sick apart from one album where they decided that they were moving on from these themes and did a love song album but it's it's underlined. All, all that stuff's still mm. in there, they're just hiding it a wee bit better. <laughs> uh but yeah, they, they just play very, very classically co- like classic rock kinda of, pop sounding songs. Mm. And just talk about poop. And it's ace. Uh there's a f- heavy folk. Folky, folky of, vibe, mm, yeah. yeah. There there's thirteen albums, I think. Each oh. with each. Oh, that's
2: that's too much
1: each with like 8 to 20 songs on them um, <laughs> I
0: don't realise that you'd only showed us a
1: couple yeah no there's a lot there's a, there's a hell of a lot some of my favourites in uh, are Poop by Candlelight which goes poop,
0: poop, Poop,
1: Poop by Candlelight Poop, Poop, Poop by
0: Candlelight
1: and then you've got um, I like that one and then you've got Pizza, Pizzeria A die, Dia Dia diarrhea Pizza pizzeria Diarrhea, dia, diarrhea Pizza Pizza Diarrhea Yeah, so you get the gist of that one. Um then there's the poop song, which is the OG one, the first one that I found by these guys. And whenever I go to poop in the toilet, I Classic. connect I connect <laughs> my phone up to Alexa and I play the poop song, no matter what anyone else has listened to. And I override it and I just <laughs> start playing the poop song in through Alexa. That's the Liamist thing yeah. you could possibly do. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're ace. I love them. They're they're not
0: great, but they're just taking the best in this ace. Alright, Well, I will say that I enjoyed this song for what it is. I have a great time, and if we hear it again, I will enjoy it. I'm not going to go through their back catalogue. <laughs> I don't think I'll just let Liam play the odd, the odd toilet bowl cleaner's tune, and I think that'll be enough for me and to be honest with you I think that it's commendable to launch a career on (laughs) shit and piss and all bodily fluids I think it's funny it's interesting but only up until a point to be honest with you yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I mean this we were talking about just this song I enjoyed this song I have no problem listening to it again I I do a wee bit of shoulders it's fun it's a novelty record but I can't help but worrying about the songwriter and thinking that perhaps he should stop. You know what's even better,
1: by the way? He's actually put his face on some of the album covers. Mm. So people know who he is. Mm. Like, you might pass him in the street and be like, oh, that's you.
0: poop guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, the, you, get, you, you get what I mean. Yeah, you, yeah. It's like, is that really what you want your legacy mm. to be? And I don't know, and I think that he's got more within him, and his band, whoever he is mm-hmm. working with I don't know who he is but whoever they are I think they've got a bit more in them and I don't know I, I kind of watch to salute to them i take my hats off to them and say fucking great you've done it if you're making a living from it why not again he's got there's some amount of talent behind that absolutely but I just I, I don't know I can't help but feeling immensely sad <laughs> when I think about how many albums he's done all about poop and it's like right well I you know, it's like telling the same joke twice hmm. at a party. It's, just, it's it's, never going to go down well yeah. the
1: second I, time. After Digo has had what he wants to say, I'm going to read out the list of the titles of the album. I'm not going to go through every song, just the titles of the album. Well, I appreciate that.
0: But um, apart from that, yeah, I, in small doses, I really do enjoy it. And I like the silly crassness of it. But that's enough. Yeah, I um,
2: I have two notes and then I'll say things that I thought of after it but um, my two notes are I've listened to this too much <laughs> and lovely music behind Novelty Shite and it is like, I, I enjoy the crassness and the music behind it is quite brilliant really it's really good the musicianship in them is really well done but every time this song came up in the playlist and I was listening through it I got excited and then I remembered what was coming next (laughs) and I got really upset and disappointed by it. Mm. And it's his, like, I I like them and it's a good laugh but I don't like his voice at all. I find it just a bit off-key. Like, he's just, he doesn't, is just a bit off-key from the music that's playing underneath and it just doesn't do it for me. I'll enjoy a song here and there but Uh, I just, I don't, really enjoy is singing I don't think it's that I think the musicianship behind it is a hell of a lot better than the vocals that are coming through in it but hey they've made a career out of being the toilet bowl cleaners and doing very specific things and <laughs> put a lot of thought into something that needs very little thought at all and you have to commend them for that I think absolutely. Um. but yeah right so I've got two things here for you
1: so um First of all, as of 2018, they do have 13 albums. Wow. And the first bit here says, The band's song output is almost exclusively songs about poop, pee and other such bodily fluids. Right? Now, here's an article from Vice from 2014. This guy made $23,000 by releasing 14,000 songs on iTunes and Spotify. Talking about the toilet toilet bowl
0: cleaners. <laughs> so is this the toilet bowl cleaners? is that their job they must do something, like they must have another source of income. Sh-
1: surely, I'm not gonna go that much research right now, but um I should have actually that would have been quite interesting. Mm. But um so the, the, the cabinets. The the But it's uh, Nick Cave. <laughs>
2: that's that's what it looks Knit like. Cave. That's what it looks like. It's not Nick Cave.
0: It's how, someone can, else.
2: how can that be the first time Nick Cave gets mentioned in this? Speaking about that, that's not okay. I'm cutting that. Fuck that. Okay. You've annoyed me. Fuck <laughs> Sorry. you. Sorry. <laughs> I'll kill myself. Good. No, don't. Well, no. Do I'll, a bit. I'll
0: do it badly, so I survive. Yeah, that's good.
1: So, uh, in about in, in 2013, he earned 14000 pounds just from people listening to these songs.
0: That's good. That's a good amount. <laughs> so Considering how much you get, what, fucking with people listening why, to. Why would you something. keep? That's go- they keep. Because go- you have to it's one thing to just play it on the guitar for your friends There's another thing to go into a studio and book time and rehearse it and then record it and put it out there mm-hmm.
1: yeah actually he's, he's, he's linked to quite a few different bands by the way there's Mose Haven The Big Heist Toilet Bowl Cleaners which is the main one The Very Nice interest, uh, Interesting Singer Man <laughs> The Odd Man Who Sings About poop, pu- Puke and Pee Brennan McFarley the, the Guy Who Sings Songs About Cities and Towns Matt and Manly Man, the Prom sing- uh, Prom Song Singers, and the Philadelphia Sports Band.
2: I like how there's all mad ones, and then it's Ben and Greg Farley just in the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So the the album names is the last thing about uh, about them. Here we go. So
0: one second. So Liam's going to list all the album names from the toilet bowl cleaners, and that'll wrap up this round. Yeah.
1: So starts in two thousand eight. So this is 12 years this has been going on. And he's released
2: 13 albums. Into 20, 10 years, 13 yeah. albums. Tells you a story itself. So, the first one was Songs about poop, puke and
1: pee. Then we have Let's not forget about snot boogers and earwax. And then Holiday poop, puke and pee songs. Celebrities fart and poop just like me and you. I love poop! Exclamation mark. Famous pooty people fart and poop. Still farting, pooping, puking and peeing. The White Album, with brown and yellow stains.
2: <laughs>
1: you Thought We Ran Out of Poop Song Ideas, You Were Wrong. Never Gonna Flush Again, Mature Love Songs. Poop, oh yeah, poop yes, uh-huh, poop. And Emergency
2: Poop, which is an EP. Sounds like a bit of an off-key session. Emergen- Emergency Poop that. EP, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so again I, when you're reading that list out I went through so many emotions I was like that's funny that's funny I, I, I just feel empty mm. and then that's funny that's funny oh. but that was funny though <laughs> you know I don't know it's weird I, I've got mixed feelings about it mm. but I'm sure he's happy
1: I mean, if he's making that kind of money off a of fucking
2: poop song. Well, if he's making that kind of money off his of streams, like you get one pence or something per Street, if that. So he's doing. Pretty I think well. it's,
1: it was saying there in the Vice article was back in twenty fourteen was zero point zero zero five. Yeah. So it's not much. Ha, ha, that's ha, a, a ha, lot of stream. A halfpenny. Chidamon. Round three
0: final round of the oh, season I'm more excited come on <coughs> round three there you go last round of season two squeaky chair oh, wait a second
2: it's there ah Prickey. last beer of season two guys
0: Hello.
2: I can't open it give me a second
0: cheers cheers
2: that
1: must be some good ASMR they've got going on there mmm
2: Right. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs>
2: <Tom> Jones. to do the first okay. Wouldn't it be great if we all tried to do the last round as the Swedish chef? I thought you just met in general. <laughs> 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 I'd be cracking if we got through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. There's good music on here I need I'm, to appreciate it I'm excited
1: it. for my goulash Yeah I've, I've got the least notes For this round as well So Well
0: I had none For any of them So really i have Fuck off this. for this round as well My own song
2: let's, Anyway Let's go through it then let's So my it.
0: song is All Along the Watchtower
2: By Bob Dylan It's from his MTV Unplugged album It's a fucking good album Sorry. alright um, Shows Dylan can still do it As he always could And always will be able to
0: Hmm not a
2: fan of Bob Dylan, are you?
0: No, I'm a huge fan of Bob Dylan, but in his later years he can't do it. Mm, I And this he can, but and other things I've seen he he doesn't. Yeah. Well he can but chooses not to. I I
2: will there's a couple of songs on this album. I'm not I, talking about this album. No, 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 there's a couple of songs in this album though I was gonna put up, but his singing's gone a bit. But it's still Dylan. But well, after this song. Sorry, I'm getting hit by There's a few songs on uh, this album where Dylan's just can't sing them anymore. But it's still Bob Dylan. And he's still doing Dylan. And he still does it fucking amazingly. I don't think he was ever the be-all and end-all of singing. But he certainly had a much better voice in the 60s, for instance, than nowadays. But still, the guy's been doing it for fucking 60 years.
0: No, How long when was this? This was 2000s? Alright, so it was a wee while ago. Listen, I'm a fucking massive Bob Dylan fan. I wasn't slagging him. I'm just saying, I've seen clips of him over the last two decades of him performing live. And, I mean, they're awful, but...
2: Yeah, this is 95. Yeah, so this
0: is when he was still... He's still Still doing
2: it. it. But fucking, it's Bob Dylan, man. What a guy. Oh, I know. And listening to this, you've got the guitar in it, which is just stunning the way it's played and you have to remember it's an MTV Unplugged so it's all sort of acoustic and it's all just there and there it's just stunning the music in it's stunning it's a great song, most of his songs that he's written are fucking fantastic anyway
0: he didn't write this song though he did, did he?
2: yeah, no I double checked this, did he? yeah
0: Yeah.
1: thanks Liam it's all good, no because it pains me that he wrote this song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, it's not my turn yet. Diggle's still talking. No, why? For for me, this is a Hendrix song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I always forget. I can never remember who wrote it. Yeah, for for me, this is a Hendrix song. Sorry, I, and sorry. Personal opinion, but I think I'm right.
2: But uh, Bob Dylan does a disservice to this song. Mm. Well. Wow. I'll give you that yeah I don't think he does a disservice to this I don't think that's fair on Bob Dylan but I you know yeah no Hendrix or Dylan it's a question for a lot and everyone's gonna have a different answer Mm -hmm. not gonna be two if you're a bigger Dylan fan you're gonna be which one am I a bigger fan of it would have to be Hendrix wouldn't it but saying that Bob Dylan's fucking good Mm -hmm. they're amazing both of them yeah Um but yeah like I say I have very little to say on this other than I fucking love Bob Dylan I had a great time listening Mm -hmm. to his live stuff I listened to quite a few of his live albums Mm -hmm. the earlier ones especially I don't think he's released a live album in quite a few years but he's got a good heap of live albums out there Mm -hmm. Um, there's one that's like his just parts that were unreleased from 1962 to 1978 or something like that there's an album full of them Mm -hmm. great listen yeah Absolutely great listen. But I was listening to this album, and I just... I thought he did a great job with this song, you know? So I had a great time. Mm. That's what I'd have to say. And I get your point about Hendrix. I do, yeah. because... But people attribute songs to different people, and...
1: Yeah, and it's... I, I mean, that that's most of my stuff, because it's, it's a cracking song. And it... I, the, the the reason it pains me that he wrote the song isn't because... It's, it's shite that it's Bob Dylan because so I do like Dylan and I do like uh, a lot of his stuff but for me this compared to the Hendrix version is shite it's not shite, it's not like it's, it's horrendous or anything like that but it's not the Hendrix version and
2: it's just annoying that Dylan wrote it and it wasn't Dylan covering it can't, that surely can't be annoying because he wrote it. He's the one who gave Hendrix it's, it's like the one material. Of those,
1: it's, it's like one of those like weird, mm. annoying things. It's kind of like... It's like... It's annoying, but... Uh, I wish it was Hendrix. Because I grew up thinking it was Hendrix who wrote the song. Yeah. And like when other people covered it, they were covering Hendrix's version. And then I learned that it was Dylan's song. And I was just like... I, I don't like his version better, though.
2: So that's annoying. But there's so many things out there that you don't... like. There's so many covers out there that you think are better than an original. It's really interesting to think about that. Like, which song is better cover or original? You have to you always have this thing where you attribute it to the original and this is why if you think about adapting something like adapting a song, the term original is quite problematic to use because it, it sort of it in itself says that the first version was better mm-hmm. when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Like there's always this thing where uh, something can take the source material and build on it and make something that is evolved from the last one Yeah, and the idea of analysing this is less about the original is better than the newer version it's mm-hmm. more about looking at how they interact with each other and what's changed, what's made different and how they've been influenced by each other and how they've improved or detracted from the original from what they're doing yeah, this is why in adaptation sort of things there's a lot about don't yeah. call it an original call it like just the source or something like that. Yeah. Cuz there's always a source for the source as well. Yeah. It's a big thing when you speak when you speak about Jaws for mm. instance. I've went off on a massive tangent and I'm very sorry. But when you speak about Jaws for instance, mm-hmm. you can say Peter Benchley's novel is the original, but mm-hmm. Peter Benchley took his inspiration from Jaws from newspaper articles about shark attacks. And he looked into the science of shark behaviour and why they attack and all this to create his novel. So in reality, that's the original thing. Mm -hmm. And his original of Jaws is actually an adaptation of real life. Yeah, And there's all these things to come into. So you can always have your favourite and giving the superiority to an original doesn't mean anything because it shouldn't have because all along the Watchtowers came from somewhere. Yeah, it could just be half an hour in his head, or it could be something that inspired him to write that. I don't know what it is. Personally, yeah. I could have looked it up, but I didn't because yeah. that's not what we do anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah, not yeah. for
0: this, not for this music show. No. It's not a chance. But it's I, mean, quite, I I argued that Hendrix wrote it, even though I knew Bob Dylan. No no. And so I, I feel like I need to apologise to everyone who's ever listened to music because <laughs> in that moment I was like, "No, Hendrix wrote this," but I knew he didn't. Yeah,
2: but it's quite it's the, this whole this relationship between a source and the adaptation of it is quite interesting to think about and how we'll always say we always try and say the person who wrote it that's the best version when yeah. it doesn't need to be no, look I, at what, I, I think, again look at what Spielberg did to Jobs
1: yeah I, th- I think that's probably the, the that that was probably my, my thought process was oh I love this Jimi Hendrix song I don't really like this version oh no he wrote it though that's where the noise came from it was that kind of like oh yeah he deserves the mm-hmm. credit for this song even though personally Jimi Hendrix did the better version for me Bob Dylan crafted this idea to start with
0: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. what do you think of it
0: yeah no I no, listen I'm a fucking a, a gigantic fucking Bob Dylan's Dylan style. fan without Without knowing too much about him, you know I mean. I don't mm-hmm. really know. I haven't listened to all of his albums. I mean, there's so the much same, to listen man. to. Same. Um, I'm not just the best of guy because I have explored some of his actual albums and some of his actual, some of his albums and really enjoyed it. But yeah, I just think I, I think a lot. Oh, sorry, I will get this. A lot of modern music owes its debt to that. And if I'm going to use uh, a TV example, as you use a film example. Like a lot of modern comedy owes itself to uh, Monty Python, 100%. like, more, like modern comedy probably wouldn't exist in its form. I don't know there's many different forms of it, but a lot of it when you know you can you know you can trace things back. Yeah, so you can trace it back to that. They broke them up, then you can even trace it back to back before then to Spike Milligan and all these sort of people. So that's always where it comes from. But for me, sort of a lot of contemporary songwriting, you know, has a great. Deal of debt owed to Bob Dylan, and I'm just a, I'm just a fucking massive fan, and I had really enjoyed this version. I particularly liked the drums mm. in this version. Mm. The guitar was is not as good as obviously the Hendrix version, and the Hendrix version is well, it's Hendrix. It's the best yeah. version, but I really enjoyed this version. I had a fucking great time listening to it, and uh, I kind of missed Bob Dylan when I was listening to this. I was like, I miss him, and when I was talking about how he's got shite I mean I've never seen him live obviously but I've heard people who have seen him live over the last sort of two decades or I've watched videos of it or listened to recordings of it and yeah it's just it's it's awful but that was just a fleeting point I don't really want to dwell Mm. on that the boy's a master and I've got my idea for my theme nice what is it going to be it's going to be Man, isn't it amazing?
2: Just last point on this: how everything, like, go everything, sort of, has the influence on things, and we're still influenced majorly by this fifties and sixties more so than what we are these days. Like, there's still that influence that it shows how just fucking amazing the mu how the longevity of the music of that era is, mm. that it still influences us. More than like the kitschy 80s or something like that, there's so Mm. much more influence that's withstood time, and there's never going to be an era like that that will withstand time as much as that 50s, 60s sort of vibe.
0: That's amazing, think about it, it's incredible. And this is the kind of thing we should be talking about, (laughs) and we (laughs) We will talk about it. See, we keep on saying that, but we keep on talking about it more as well,
2: so Mm. we're getting there slowly.
0: But yeah, but what the interesting thing would be is to. Look at the Bob Dylan's influences and trace it back to as close mm. to the source as possible. Mm. Right. Jim, uh, give us your song. Right, I've got... I went for Nothing Else Matters by Metallica with the Philhar- with a Philharmonic... The Philharmonic Orchestra. What is it? There's an orchestra. Philharmonic or not, it's there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge... I'm <laughs> this is
2: the Bobharmonic Orchestra, mate. So.
0: Yeah, this is the Metallic Orchestra... Anyway, this is Nothing Else <laughs> Matters live by Metallica with an orchestra, as I say. Philharmonic. It is a Philharmonic. I'm going to have to leave that up because that's just fucking pathetic. Philharmonic is a thing. Philharmonic? Yes. I hardly know her. Are,
1: are, are you looking to see if it's the London one or the New York one or what? I don't know which one it is. One of the Philharmonic orchestras. There is a. a it's not a ride, but it's like a kind like mini like three D show. At, um, Disneyland Florida, at least. I uh, might be another ones called the Philhar Magic, and it's a fun little journey where you go through all these things where they've got the orchestra set up, and then Donald Duck puts on Mickey's uh, sorcerer's hat, and then everything goes mental, and then you just go into all the different Disney songs, uh, and, and into the different movies. So like you go into Little, little Mermaid for a wee bit, eh? and you go into Aladdin, and you just go through everything. It's a, it's mm. awesome. It's really cool. I'm get
0: nothing for Phil Harmonic. I hardly knew her. Because that was pretty. That was...
1: No, it was fucking shite. It Are wasn't... you kidding?
0: No, 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 no. No, no, no. A lot worse jokes than that, I've got a bigger laugh. I think you're both wrong. It has the word her in it. Phil Harmonic. I hardly know her. That's but my... no, but the, the, the structure of that joke has
1: to have the her at the end. Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway. <laughs> so my song is
0: nothing else matters. You, you, like, you could have said Phil Harmonic. And you're just like, oh, did you? That, would that have been better? Yeah. Right, anyway, so my song is Nothing Else Matters by Metallica and the San Francisco Symphonic Orchestra. Not even Philharmonic. Enter San Francisco. <laughs> Hello! alright <laughs> so I was introduced. It was quite good actually. <laughs> to this by my stepdad. I hadn't heard it before. I'm not really a Metallica fan. You know, Enter Sandman's basically all I know and I like it, but I don't know anything further than that. Other than Lars Ulrich is a fucking champion of a man. I've listened Mm. to a bunch of interviews with him. He seems like a cracking lad, (laughs) a a good man. But to be honest with you, I don't know anything else other than that. And what? He's going to need to stop what you're saying, but I was going to say, have you
1: you heard their cover of Whiskey in the Jar? Maybe, I don't know. That'll be getting put on.
0: Do it. alright. It's good. Do it. Uh, Aye, so when when I do tune a boot in its original form to bring it right back to the start. Well, we do a bit about in an original farm with my family where we go around the room putting songs on YouTube. I'll that deck, big shout out. We'll quite often put this one on, and it is for my money good. I <laughs> really enjoy it. I love how this sort of metal they are, they're a metal band is that how you describe them? Metal, yes. hard rock, metal, yeah, metal, metal band. okay this is. I was going to say showing my age, but I'm a lot younger than... I mean, showing my ignorance, is what I meant to say. Because I don't really know much about him. But, um, yeah, this is just taking band and a song and just stripping it down and just sort of churning out this fantastically beautiful fucking song. He's got a fantastic voice. He own singer guy. Oh yeah, Lars. It's not Lars. No, he's a drummer, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's not drumming on this track. Is he not? I don't think. What is he now? doing? a sandwich someone else I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's him on this I could be wrong what, what's, what's the weed singer's name again now um son no, Metallica yeah. is that his name Mictalica <laughs> that would be good like, fuck I wasn't planning on doing any research for any of these I just wanted to fucking jump in but we might as well while we're here James, James Hetfield
1: that guy that's a that's boy fucking lad by the way he's so good
0: right, anyway so it doesn't matter yeah, it's just it's to be honest, we've got not much else. It's, it's just a it's a stunning song. It's very interesting to uh, that juxtaposition between juxtaposition uh, between a metal band and then to, you know having this symphonic group of orchestra people from Fra- San Francisco <laughs> joining them. San Francisco. Yeah, and just yeah, and he's just the lead singer. His name he just said, and I've immediately forgotten. Is just plucking away on the. Acoustic guitar. and I don't know. It's just good. I don't really have any insights for you. Mm. I just enjoyed it. And I wondered if you guys did as well.
1: Yeah, so Metallica is one of my dad's favourites. Shout out again, Dad. Since you were so pissed off that it took so long to get you a shout out. You have another one. There you Thanks go. for
2: liking every post we put up, Alan.
1: Metallica, though. They're fucking they're fucking amazing. I My mum's not a big fan of Metallica. But she has the same appreciation that everyone should, which is the fact that every single one of them are just fucking amazing at playing their instruments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like that that's not a, that's not a small feat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you, you get all your rock bands and all, and all that, and they can play their they can play their songs and that, but it's not often that you can get a band that actually knows how to play music. Mm-hmm. And Mataga's one of them. Hearing this with the orchestra is just amazing. Like it's a tune in itself, mm. but it's very, very good backed with an orchestra. Same when you the the Elephant Elephant album, mm-hmm. um, unpeeled. Mm. Like hearing those songs with an orchestra, the Biffy Choir gig with all the with all the, the orchestra playing along, it just adds that extra element, mm. and it's just very fucking cool. I love Vitalik. It's it's a fucking classic song. Mm.
2: I'm glad you put it up. Yeah. Yeah man, Metallica Remind me of being Like 12, 13 or something Like that, because before The very acoustic heavy Man you see before you know
0: <laughs> I was You stop eating acoustic guitars <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was a metalhead at one point Like mm. I, that was all I listened to
0: You were in a metal band at one point I was,
2: you? I was um, Yeah What that do we gun? called? Um, Talent Behind The Static It went very well
0: That's a great That's a good name We I think.
2: We are Still Obviously that. yeah. That's a
0: great name Well for an album Maybe not a band
2: We are still Obviously In notoriety Everyone's listening to us It's great Thanks for Putting out there Talent Behind The Static 2020 Reunion uh, <laughs> <laughs> And it's here first At the end of season 2 For changed, They have changed Their name to Static Well
1: for, for for a metal for a metal band, it's a very, very cheesy pop
2: punk band name. Well you tell the people who named it I just sang. <laughs> not very well for it because I'm not a metal singer. This is when <laughs> I moved into acoustic after I did that. You could you could do it. I yeah. could do it. But I'm not gonna But yeah, so
1: <laughs> Oh I, Black Bay, I wanna hear him sing that.
2: Maybe later.
1: Yeah.
2: Um but That'd be a good one. Oh, sorry. Right <laughs> get through this, sorry. <laughs> Two songs to go. I have to edit this at some point. Yeah, so it always brings me back to listening to the first sort of couple of metal bands I got into were your classics Metallica and Iron Maiden. Yeah. Mm And fucking, I mean, a lot to be said about Iron Maiden. Maiden! Love them. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. And Metallica as well, just unbelievable. And I love it when a metal band does something like this which is very subdued which is very subdued and just complements the instrumentals and the vocalist perfectly and takes you away from what you think they'll do and what they do do for instance when I was in <laughs> <Do-do-do>. <laughs> for instance for, yeah cool for instance when I was in talent behind the static as we were, We covered a song by Rise Against called Hero at War which is a really good song and they're a very metal band and this is a proper acoustic number that they go into and it fucking just shows off what they can do in a different way and I love that Metallica do this with this song. Mm -hmm. I thought about putting them up for Live Week this week Mm. before you did and yeah, awesome. That ghostly intro. Mm.
0: And just one thing i forgot to mention is that like when the singing part's over, the singer, lead singer's name. Um, James Hepburn. James Hetfield. James Hetfield. Yeah. I can't mean, burn now. I mean, th- this is got to be the least informed music podcast there's ever been. And <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, he, that's that's our tagline forever now. The least informed music podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great bit where he's finished singing, and Plucks a few more notes on the guitar and he stops. He puts it in the guitar stand and just walks out because he's in the middle of the orchestra Mm -hmm. as he's playing and singing it. So he just stops, puts his guitar in the stand, walks off. Sort of doesn't clap, but sort of pretends to clap. Sort of thanks quietly and respectfully thanks the orchestra and just walks off and lets them finish it. Mm. And it's just a, it's a, it's class. It's a class act. It's a classy rendition of this fantastic song. And it just shows that they're just awesome. Mm, Yeah. And I enjoyed that. And that is how we hope to bow out gracefully and with aplomb. Chidaboo. (laughs) Cool. Liam. Liam.
2: Yeah. Liam. Yeah. (laughs) What was your track?
0: It's the trackness. Don't ruin it. What
1: are you going to do that. It's a shit joke, anyway we'll just turn off the lights. Now we're in the darkness for the darkness. I turned them back on. I didn't like it. Oh, no, but you didn't need to let that. They can suspend their disbelief.
0: Okay, well, <laughs>
1: turn the lights off.
0: We're in the darkness. Cool. Sorted. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? It's I really, can't see me. This is really bright darkness, I must say. <laughs> anyway.
1: Who yeah. said that? Right, shut up. My turn. What? Oh, it is. It's annoying, isn't it? Ooh.
0: Major beef. Major beef in the last episode. I love you so much. Sorry, so, it's all all Socks are no, it's fine. Wall. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I'll just stop here. I'll just. I. I don't care anymore. We'll just stop here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me <smiling> <laughs> um, I know I have problems anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: oof to the wall. Come on, mate.
2: If to the wall. If to the wall.
1: Sweat drops out my balls.
2: Well, those to the So all the doodles crawl.
1: Jim, 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 motherfucker. Jim, 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 Jim.
2: Oh, skeet skeet, God damn. oh anyway, skeet, skeet, mother Jim. Skeet, skeet, contact. Oh, skeet,
1: skeet, mother Jimmy. Fuck off, it's the darkness, alright. <laughs> <laughs> my first gig ever when I was 10 years old. Who? Me, that's young to be in a band. Uh, <laughs> my my dad my dad took me to my first gig and it was the darkness. I'm pretty sure it was in Aberdeen.
2: I'm gonna power through. It
0: wasn't that funny,
2: <laughs> but <laughs> I had a good time. Who cares? Oh. What was it again? Do the whole thing again? Oh, I was gonna. Aye, ha- so it. right, so sure. fucking give me a cheers as well like it's only let's, fair
1: let's track it in uh, high five as well like stop doing stuff just yourselves <laughs> <laughs> so anyway anyway so 10 years old first gig ever that took me to the darkness <laughs> pretty sure it was in the ACC. I might be wrong about that but anyway we go there and uh, the support was good it was Joey Lewis and the uh, Licks I think her band was called really yeah <laughs> Uh, no, no, I mean, like, Julia like, Lewis is ah, fucking Juliet ace. Ah, Lewis from National I Cowers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, never ever ever ace? yeah. I've seen her a couple times, I think. But the uh, first time was when I was 10 with The Darkness. I was actually, no, was I was
0: generally intrigued by that. That's um, ace. I've yeah. never I think heard. it is The
1: Licks. But yeah, so she played, and it was fucking awesome, and then the lights go down, darkness are due to come on, the band comes on the stage... And then, out of nowhere... Is it Justin Hawkins? Yeah, Justin Hawkins comes down from behind us in a massive pair of tits that are flying across the crowd. And he gets down and he gets on the stage. Actually, before he gets on the stage, he's just like, try and hit the nipples. And everyone starts chucking the beer like, couple uh, glasses at them. And he realise what a bad idea that is because he's just getting beer chucked at him.
0: Mm.
1: And obviously, he's got his white suit on.
0: Why would you waste your beer, though?
1: Yeah, no, because everyone was drunk. Anyway... So, more more fantastic things come out of these nipples, by the way. So, basically, <laughs> uh, he flies down, the gig starts, it's fucking awesome. It was just after the second album was released, uh, so they, they started off with the song Knockers, which is also a great song. And then, yeah, it was just it was just ace. Uh, to see the darkness live was just something spectacular, because as the song that I picked as uh, I Believe in a Thing Called Love, that was an anthem. Back when we were younger, mm-hmm. why well, that was that was a fucking cracking tune. The souls in it are just fucking awesome. Uh, it's, it's a really good tune. I don't have much to say on the tune itself. Just the just the gig, mm-hmm. uh, and just the darts in general. So every time I tell the story about the massive boobs, I don't feel like everyone properly believes me. So I did my research.
0: No, to be honest with you, Liam, I believe every story you tell me. <laughs> You're one of those guys. If you were on, would I like you? It's it always true. Yeah. Like Bob Mortimer, Greg Davis. Yeah. No, it's got to be true. One hundred percent. Definitely
2: happened
1: to. Him. But I I do feel like some people not, might not believe that Justin Hawkins from the Darkness came flying down onto the stage in a massive pair of tits. I think of everything. Yeah, why, why, why would
0: you not? To be honest with you, honestly, I believe everything Justin Hawkins does <laughs> and or says he does. So I looked it up, though. See, <laughs> so if you were on a team <laughs> on Without Lie to You against Greg Davis,
2: Liam, and Justin Hawkins, you'd true. be fucked. True. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. it would be, no, be, no, be. No, I'd be. No, I
1: just say if they were all true, no matter what. So it's I looked. I looked it up just to make sure. I couldn't find any pictures. I found one video, but it's a very, very shit video. And you can, it's just someone standing, one of the crew standing at the side of the stage, and he like, <laughs> it's, it's a. I'll, I'll maybe find this later. It's just a shot of the boobs sitting beside the stage and he pants over and it's just Justin Hawkins on fucking wires doing a guitar solo above the stage and it's fucking awesome but apart from that I found some headlines Q Magazine remember the darkness uh, the darkness's rockers the giant boobs the next one was the darkness had cocaine in giant fake breasts Come turns on. out I read, that, I read the article turns out uh, Justin Hawkins wanted a uh, way to take coke on stage while he was doing his gigs which is why they made the giant tits so that he had something to go into so that he could take coke while he was on stage I mean that's the first thing you'd think of <laughs> <laughs> and it just fitted with knockers like, I mean it's like it, it, it was all pre-planned and I don't know how they came to that it, I, it's just fucking mental mm.
2: good sense really
1: yeah so then, the the third thing that I found when I was looking out for headlines was the darkness. "Quote: We autographed a dog's testicles." Unquote.
2: What
0: they wrote? Unquote on them.
2: No. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they they. they <laughs> that was good. But yeah, they
1: they they signed they signed the dog's bollocks. They were the dog's bollocks. They signed
0: the dog's bollocks. That's cool. Mm. I'm sure it will get a bunch of Peter card-holding Peter <laughs> card-holding members of Peter saying he shouldn't yeah. ever put ink on dogs bollocks and I agree you shouldn't yeah most but recently by the fine. way sorry this
1: last thing I just remember this most recently I think it was last year they supported Lady Gaga on tour wow yeah still going yeah they're, they're also sober now they did say as well I, I don't know if I saved this as a favourite but uh, they said it was the most uh, debaucherous is that the right word I don't think so no Do you possibly
2: mean?
0: debauchery debaucherous
2: I'd give you debaucherous I mean I'm fine I'd have it it. if it speeds things up then yeah that's fine we need to have dinner I don't want to give you a second
1: there we go I've got it here I found it no it wasn't the thing I was looking for you're all good but yeah yeah, said it was the most debaucherous thing oh that was was the quote Uh, uh, they were saying that they would walk onto the tour bus and their tour manager would just be sitting in a big long jacket with nothing else on and there'd be girls in there and that was just the norm. Coke girls, big pair of tits, signing
2: dogs bollocks. If you want to hear about debauchery and a band, listen to the La Fontaines podcast when they speak about Wild Wild Wick, and they go and do a couple of gigs in Wick, and it sounds like the fucking craziest night ever. At one point, What Wick. Yeah. At one point, is that a fucking? It's way up north. Yeah. Way up north, and they were like, "There's at one point." where they have just this trail of tenants cans leading back to their tour bus and the police coming in and asking uh, if they knew where the 3,000 quid of stock that was nicked from the local bar was. (laughs) And they're like, no, we haven't got any clue. They look at their truck. It's just all there. (laughs) It's a great fucking story. man. honestly, listen to that. Anyway, back to the darkness. That'll be a cut. What What do you say?
0: I think I'd probably like the La Fontaines, you know. They sound like my kind of guys. Listen
2: to their podcast; it fucking
0: is amazing. And I like some of their songs too. Don't mm. think I don't. They're I very do cool it, guys as well. I'll do it. Uh, aye, so darkness is this album? The song? The song? This album? The album? This song is from the darkness. Is it, yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> album cover is a naked lady holding paddles, um. or is that their best of? or something I'm pretty sure the original album just says the darkness on it
2: I think it does yeah it's just black with the darkness and yeah. gold alright
0: well what's the right I've got to look this up again this is a... so much more research than I fucking planned oh on, no didn't. no
2: this is the live album that it was from no, it was like Jim... song, no we like the original song no I think it's just the darkness on oh no 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 Jim's
0: right oh is he yeah, yeah see see the lady holding the paddles on it's, the called, it's called naked. it's called Permission to Land which yeah. I never knew alright there you go what? See, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now this album a, is actually a throwback to my youth because I did, we did have this in the house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So well, I'll be getting into it as I say in coming episodes. <coughs> Aye. Anyway, so this is an album that we had lying around the house, and I really enjoyed it as a kid. I just thought it was great, not understanding how good it was, and then for some reason over the years I've been, I don't, I don't know by who or by what, but I just thought, oh, I know, I the it's actually really shitty, and then a couple of years ago. Listened to a couple of their tracks. I was like, you know what? No, this is fucking glam rock at its fucking best. It is so fucking good. It's unreal. Mm. They're how great amazing, it is, yeah. And I don't, I don't know why. Like, cause I loved it when I was a kid, and, and I think because I didn't know anything about music, I was speaking to somebody and somebody said, probably just an offhand comment, oh, Darkness, their shit. And I went, yeah, Darkness, a shit, and then believed it. As I've spoken about, I used to do that. But now listening to them over, like Couple of years ago, I listened to him again. I was like, "No, you know what? Like the musicianship's there. I mean, it is just cl- like, like glam rock. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, I mean, no, it absolutely. is just That's this wise. very polished sort of, not rough at all, sounding. You know what I mean? Just I don't know, almost fruity. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I don't know what other word. I don't know, like sheen. it's, like it's got this polish to it. It's not, yeah. like, it's not filthy or anything. It's just this glam fucking explosion. And I absolutely fucking, I love it. I yeah. really, really do. And it was great to listen. I've not listened to any of their stuff live, but listening to that, I'm like, next tune i boot, a do with my family, I think I'm going to chuck in some darkness live. Nice. Because good, good. it's fucking quality. Yeah,
2: man. Um, I have a couple of things to say about the darkness, I suppose. Firstly, their Christmas tune, one of the best Christmas songs. 100%. Because... Justin Hawkins tried to get the word bell-end in as much times as he could <laughs> and did very well. Learned that from my pal Ewan, who does the Tune In to Tune Out playlist. Don't want the bell-end. Yeah, does the, yeah, Tune In to Tune Out, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his uh, blog, look that up. Yeah. It's good, very interesting music, but he, me and him have spoken about the darkness at length. He's a very big fan. I first saw The Darkness at my second Tee in the park, which must have been 2012, and we had an ongoing joke the whole weekend, so it's saying, we just came for The Darkness, despite the fact that the Pixies, the Stone Roses, Kasabian, Biffy Clyro, and all that were playing. Our whole joke throughout, it was, we just came for The Darkness, which was fucking hilarious at the time. Mm. Eight years later, don't hold up, because <laughs> you're not there, so fair <laughs> enough, but I remember... <laughs> <laughs> I remember going
0: to. <laughs> Just in a pub. We're only here for the darkness, eh? Hi, <laughs> mate, hi. But I remember going to. I remember seeing them.
2: And they were really good. But there's this crowd mentality. And especially at a festival, if there's an artist that you don't know that much about. And if you go and see a band that has like one big hit in a festival and you're a fan of them, it's fine. You're enjoying yourself. You go and see a band that there's one big hit of, and you don't really know the rest of their songs. You get sucked into this waiting vibe, where you're just waiting for them to play I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Mm -hmm. And it was hilarious. I was having my best time just with everyone going, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't. What's going on? (laughs) And then we listened, and they played it. And then they played a couple more songs and you had the crowds of people fucking off. Which was quite funny to watch. And then the audacity and the love I have from the darkness comes from their last song. They played their Christmas song in the middle of fucking July. It was like, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And that's where the joke we just came for the darkness sort of sprang from. <laughs> that we just had a bit of appreciation for it. Yeah, This cover, to actually speak about the song you've put on, Mm. Fucking awesome! Guitar is amazing. They Mm. they are glam rock at its finest, like you say. Mm. There's nothing. There's no gruffness about it, which we all do love here at Juniboo. But it's quite nice to have that. Just they're not trying to do anything else. Other they know exactly what they are, and they're not trying to go any other way. Yeah. And you have to appreciate that because they're fucking amazing at what they do. And that is the last comment on music for season two. Fuck me! Well done, guys. We've made a second season. We've done sixteen different shows in various lengths of parts. Mm -hmm. So, good work. Yeah. All right. Bye. I
0: I would I would like to make an announcement. Well, I mean, I was gonna say we could do some reminiscing, but to be fair, it's probably long enough. So we'll just wrap it up. Well, we'll just do we'll just like lay in a song, just
1: like. Remember that time, guys? Oh yeah, remember when Jim pissed himself laughing at this thing? Oh wait, that was a really
0: good point. But I don't know if I No You know what? I do
1: agree. Oh, it's been it's been great, guys. I I've fucking loved this. It's been a
0: roller coaster. It's been up and down. I mean, you know what? Right, I've been Dougal. I've been Liam. And I'll always be Jim. From this season to the next. Yeah.
1: Fair, fair, for the last time, for this season. Dougal's a fucking wanker, though, eh? No, bad twat, idiot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Prick. Fuck him.
0: Fucking toss it. Like, see, earlier on, we were fucking planning season three, he was all like, oh, right, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Who made him the boss, fucking prick? Anyway, I love him. Yeah, Hi. I, I, I'm the fucking producer. Liam's a producer yeah I'm a producer I'm here and that's
1: all you need to know yeah we give, we give him one week when he's editing one week and he's we'll already taken over
0: one week till he looks at me cushion eh <laughs> 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 uh, fuck <laughs> anyway scoosh goosh <skush>, baloosh motherfuckers
1: scoosh <laughs> scoosh baloosh motherfuckers scoosh
0: scoosh baloosh motherfuckers get the
1: fucking uke get your uke out mate uh, oh it's so far away skish kish motherfuckers 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 skish kish belish motherfuckers skish kish motherfuckers
0: kish available nations just a bit. Skish, skish, beloosh, motherfuckers.